we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show What is up, Clitorati? So, in honor of National Anal Sex Day, we are re-airing our Anal Sex 101. It was one of our top-rated episodes by Riley Reyes, and she is an incredible teacher. She actually teaches workshops, and she goes through a lot of her techniques and how she warms up for... She's she's a you know very famous porn star, and she gives us the rundown on how to really warm up for anal sex. And this is for beginners. And, you know, here at Clit Talk, we love sex. We love comedy. And we love education. So this this episode really has it all. And, and the history of anal sex day is, if you've, if you've ever seen the the stand-up by Jim Jeffries, he came up with this day <laughs> in his Netflix special. So... Enjoy and check out the special. It's hilarious. It's Bear, Jim Jeffries, Netflix special. And um, enjoy this day. It may open your mind. It open your pussy. It may even open your asshole. Enjoy. Hello, Clitorati. Does your sphincter tighten up with anxiety at the mere mention of anal sex? Well, boy, do we have a special release for you today. In the studio with us, we have a world-famous anal sexpert and porn superstar who is here to demystify anal sex for the faint of heart and elevate the act to a whole new level for the veterans of doing it in the butt. The one, the only, Riley Reyes. Wow. You just said sphincter. Sphincter. Is that Yiddish? Did I say the medical term wrong? (laughs) No. What do you call your pussy? Squirtle. If you could have sex with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? David Bowie. (sighs) Amazing. What turns you on? Empathy. What's the most taboo thing to you? Talking openly about one's sex life around everyone. What turns you off? The patriarchy. 
Boom. <laughs> Boom. Mic <laughs> drop. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's right. My pussy's named after a Pokemon, and I hate the patriarchy. We're here to party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, so amazing. So um, I'm so excited to have you in here, Riley. And I, you really are like, you shared with me a bit about the work that you do in the porn industry. So I have it and the workshops that you do. So we really have like the anal expert in here. Um, so there's a term in our society known as anal retentive. <laughs> do you think that people who characterize this way really just need to get fucked in the ass? You know, it's it's certainly possible. I don't know that all of them do, but... uh. Lots of times I think people who are uh, really uptight about the idea of possibly being homosexual, men who are really uptight about that, probably do need to be fucked in the ass. But perhaps not everyone who's anal retentive. They, they, they can't help it. They're obsessive. It's how they are. But anyone who's obsessed with not appearing gay, they need it. They need to try it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know and all of us in this room, we were we were just quickly chatting before the episode of all of our relationships to anal sex. Some of us need it every time. Some of us are terrified of it. Some of us have done it with only little penises. And um, I really, so I'm really curious to hear. <laughs> it's fact. Some of us want to peg our husbands. Um, so... <laughs> What do you do when a couple really wants to, like, when one person really wants to have anal sex and the other person doesn't? How do you bridge that conversation? It's such a frustrating conversation. And I hate to say it being someone who's in porn, but I think it's a conversation that is exacerbated by porn since there is so much anal porn out there compared to the number of people who particularly want to try it in their lives. Uh, But what I encourage the couple to do is try to meet each other halfway in terms of experimenting and to take their fucking time. Like if someone is pressuring his girlfriend to let her just let him stick it in her butt, that's not useful. Uh, Just trying to go straight for the penis. You know what I think is useful? Taking time, each of you to yourselves in an almost meditative way to commune with your body and get to know your butthole. I always encourage the guys to go do the same exercise I tell the women to do. Whether or not they do it is up to them, but I think it's best. And to just sit with maybe maybe a little bit of lube, but just to sit there with, you know, maybe some candles, some shade, really get into it. You're, you're here. You're, you're romancing yourself. You're loving this butthole. And just put your finger on the outside with just a little lube and feel how it feels. Just the sensation, almost like you're simulating rimming for yourself. Play with it. Clench your butthole. Relax it. Push. See what those different things do. See what the tightness and looseness feels like. And see what it feels like to put your finger, maybe just knuckle deep in there and just leave it there while you flex and relax. Maybe while you otherwise masturbate, so you start to associate it with pleasure. Get to know that part of your body and if you're someone who wants to do it to someone else, get to know what you're doing to your partner so that you're more prepared to go on the journey that you're about to go on. Uh, and I always yeah, just encourage people to not have pressure and to be open when you're having conversations because it's quite possible that even after trying my techniques, your partner finds that they just don't care for it. And you have to not be a douchebag about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're a fan of non-douches in here. Well said. 
Yeah, I I remember like the first time I did it, I was really scared, and it it I think if I had actually taken time to get present to my butthole, it would have made a really big difference. But and I did it. I was in I was in a committed relationship at the time, and I just remember like afterwards because we were we were fluid bonded. He didn't use a condom. I don't know if that's a big no no or not. But I remember he came inside of me, and I was like, Oh my god, what do I do with the cum? Oh god, <laughs> he was like, I knew you were gonna ask that question. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you do with the gum. Did he have butt. an answer? No, not really. <laughs> I don't know. So what do you do with the gum? I just, it's the same as you do if someone comes inside your pussy. It's like, it's got to come out, right? You just so, like sit on the toilet? So yeah, you either can sit on the toilet or you can use like, you know, a paper towel or a towel or something and just kind of like push it out because it's, it can't, it can't just stay in there forever. What do you do? <laughs> so what Ethan and I do it to the very end. So I do go like, you would after sex, you go sit on the toilet, let it out. But there's still stuff up there, my in my experience at least. So he'll take the shower head and he'll put it up there and like clean me out. That's so romantic. And it's actually really lovely. Like sometimes we make out while he's doing it and wow. other times it's just, it's really sweet and um, in a way. That's high quality aftercare. That's yeah. what I'm into. Yeah. That's what real partnership looks like. Yeah. Wow. I love it. And um, so, Katie, could you also share, I feel this would be the perfect time for you to share how you prepare your asshole for anal sex. Because it's a special technique that I think our listeners who are into it might want to follow suit. I have never done much preparation. It's more like... We're having sex, and then it'll be the rimming with the lube. Like, he'll rim it with a little bit with the lube. But sometimes it's just, like, we just go for it after lubing. It's There's not—so I'm in—that's actually part of what I'm interested in learning about is some of the um, warming up. But there is something that I do with myself when I masturbate now is— you were talking about rimming with your finger. It's actually really great to um, rim with a butt plug— Oh, yes. That's lovely. And, like, get it up there eventually if you're comfortable with it. Like, and um, and then masturbate. Yeah. That's a real good plan. <laughs> and it sounds, like, <laughs> it, so, it sounds like you've got your own physiology. Everyone's bodies are different. Everyone's vulvas are different. Everyone's orgasms are different. And it sounds like you've got a butthole that doesn't need as much preparation as many other people's in order to have anal sex. That's probably part of why you enjoy it so much. So what do you, like, what do you do, especially when your partner, your male partner is pretty much hetero and you're interested in, what's the term, like, pegging them or, like, playing with their butthole? Like, how do you broach that conversation? Ooh. Um, well, I'm a hobgoblin. So... Back in the day, Wait, <laughs> say, say more about that. Uh, <laughs> Unpack that. I'm I'm just a small monster. Uh, I'm a monster of a person. So back in the day, when I was in college, I used to just kind of make it a bet, like let's make things interesting. I'd say something like, "You can put it in my ass if I can put it in yours." Ooh. And lots of times they would refuse outright, but you know, more people said yes than I expected. And I would always, as soon as they were like, I, I don't know, I'd be like, you know, I'll take it easy. I'll be gentle. I'll start slowly. Uh, we can just start with toys first. Just remembering you, just see how you like it. Um, but I would, I would throw that one on the table and certainly have in the past uh, a trade. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's I like fair. That. I like that. <laughs> well, and I really like what you said about 
a, a man at least like getting in touch with his butthole like or or vice versa right like whatever you're I love that you said like whatever you're doing to your partner like you should at least be familiar with it I'm not sure if any of you are BDSM practitioners in any way, but one of the things that is just standard in BDSM is that before using a tool or or some sort of implement or flogger on your sub, you'll test it on yourself. Usually they'll just like test the flogger on the forearm just to see how intense it is and what it does. And since anal is like a pretty extreme and intense sexual act, I think that people who are tops for that should responsibly test it in the same way that someone would test a flogger. Test it on yourself just to see what it is. If you don't like it, you never have to do it again, but at least you know what you're doing to your partner. It's responsible. And yeah, and I know for sugar, that was really like a fantasy of yours for a while, right? Like you really wanted to mm-hmm. penetrate your husband and he was like a hell no. Yeah. <laughs> In the beginning, I was like really into women. So all my fantasies were around being with women and then also um, me pegging my husband. And then I noticed uh, two things happened. My fantasy shifted to more having monogamish things. And the fantasy to peg in the butt, my like to peg him, was not a fantasy anymore. But just in the few com- minutes of this conversation, I'm, I'm seeing that that could remove the uptightness, you know? <laughs> um, it, 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 he's amazing. He's so disciplined. And that could be a huge relief because I just did that my first time having anal sex in like a year. Uh, And it was so incredibly powerful for me. I literally scored it for my first time after. It can can be a really powerful and beautiful sort of act of surrender, especially for someone who is usually in control. And lots of times you're going to start, like we were talking about, with other stimulation at the same time that's something they're used to being pleasurable. So if it's just like a finger in the ass during a blowjob, that is often... How people get started down this slippery, slippery slope. So I did kind of do that when I put pressure on his butthole when he was, when we were doing missionary. And I was like, do you like that? Is that okay? And he was like, yeah, it feels good. But a year ago, that wasn't, that was like, get get away. So you're telling me there's a chance. I think there could be, (laughs) yeah. I mean, at this pace, he's transforming and evolving in our monogamous relationship. It's, it's, it's incredible. Anything is possible. I want to ask you a question about the putting a finger in your partner's asshole while you're giving a blowjob. So my man loves anal stimulation, but every, and I have really short nails, but when I put a finger in there, he goes, your nail. How do you deal with having fingernails and stimulating a man's asshole? That is a great question. Uh, I really recommend gloves like rubber gloves are great I like those a lot to warm up with even on myself because there's a lot of sort of ridges on the human hand especially lots of guys have a ton of calluses from going to the gym oh it's so annoying I would rather have them just go ahead and put on a glove it smooths everything out and uh, even if you've got longer nails you can put a like a little piece of a cotton ball in the tip to cushion that long nail which is a classic lesbian trick for the femmes out there I think that's why I like the butt plugs because they're very smooth and like a little squishy and they're very malleable and it's not as messy so you're like not getting anything on your hands oh yeah that's the other nice thing about the gloves just like as soon as you're done I like to fist people as soon as you're done doing whatever terrible thing you're gonna do to their butthole you just Turn it, take it off, and it comes inside out, and you just throw it. That's so. You sanitary. don't have to deal with it. Yeah. That's <laughs> so like a sanitary. Nina Hartley move. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> she did you. tell us that, and I was like telling people, I was like, I want to do this because check out these nails. 
These are real nails, yeah, no, but they're like they're sharp and pointy. They're femme as fuck. Okay, they're glitter. They're long. They're they're almond shaped. I can't even finger myself internally. So and so yeah. So with women, I was wanting to try this, but it seemed to take the romance out of it, perhaps. But um, yeah. So what would you? What do you do to make that romantic? Latex, of course. Uh, I I like the sensation of it and think it's really sexy. Also, I'm into medical fetish stuff, so it's hard to say. Uh, I'd say the main trouble with it— I'm a it, nurse. Hot. Can you— <laughs> No way. Can you suture my lips together? I can, actually. Dude. I know okay, how to suture. Getting, I'm getting a little excited. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's— but, What's but, happening but, here? I may, I may have found my king, but— <laughs> Together. Oh my gosh, there's Katie founder king. Uh, Medical lots fetish. Of times in like lesbian sex, you have to you have to stop anyway to like go grab toys and grab a strap. So it's like lots of times it's the same kind of thing. Oh, you gotta stop to put on your glove and throw a little cotton in there, and you know, you just warm them back up when you get back with your with your accoutrement. Or maybe they have, maybe they, I think they have like different colors too. Like, don't they have like black gloves oh, and like yeah. different latex and like scented ones so you can like make them kind of sexy? Oh, yeah, gloves. I have yeah. the black dominatrix gloves. That's, I always think of the black ones as being dominatrix gloves. Those are the ones I use. Okay. And there's also like green aloe gloves as well. I think Eve might like those the, if she was to use the them. The purple nitrile ones are cute. <laughs> I don't know why. Like for our sustainably minded <laughs> listeners out there, they have green aloe gloves. Do they really? So, yes. Okay. So this was great. So I feel like we're warmed up. You know, we kind of got warm. the world of it. So you, not only are you a porn star, you teach anal sex workshops. I and do. so for our noobs out there, can we just go through what you teach with the warm up all the way to the aftercare? Fantastic. Yeah, my my whole class is like over an hour of me going through all these different options, positions, different lubes. But let's just talk about my warm-up method that I like to do. Uh, So it starts much the same as what we discussed earlier with sort of the rimming and touching the outside of the butthole, applying some lube. But then after putting the first finger in, What I like to do is flex and relax and flex and relax. And I think you'll find that as you flex and then relax your butthole, it actually pulls your finger or the toy, if you want to work with the butt plug, Mm -hmm. it pulls it in because that's what the sphincter is designed to do is to move things. So when you flex and relax with something at the opening, it starts to pull it in and your body will do it on its own. That way you're not just jabbing something violently into yourself you're allowing your body to do the work and be receptive in the way that it would like to be instead of forcing it on it i always stress to my students uh anal should not be painful it shouldn't be a painful thing you have to endure i think anyone who is an athlete or has ever done yoga understands the concept of the difference between pain and discomfort you push a stretch to the level of discomfort, and then you hold it, and you don't push your body anymore. It's exactly the same thing stretching out your sphincter. My mind is blown. It's it's, now that you've said it, I'm like, duh, that's the way the body works, but I never thought. I've always just jammed it in there. like Stretch. Yeah, and and, yeah, oh my God. I'm like, my mind is literally blown. (laughs) Does, so you, you stretch out your sphincter kind of over a course of time, 
does it go back or are you stretching it kind of permanently over time? Uh, it does go back if you do not continue to work it out, just like anything else you are stretching. Uh, and it, it goes back after a session of anal sex too. But if you've increased the elasticity, if you've been training it regularly, you can get back to that openness much faster. That's how people are able to take anal fisting and extreme anal insertions. These are people who've trained for it like athletes. <laughs> They're um, butthole athletes. <laughs> the Olympics, Olympics of anal fuckers. sex. Is there an Olympics of anal sex? Uh, no, but I would love to watch it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I think you would definitely be a judge, Riley. Yeah, I would love I would love to judge it. Honestly, I don't do super, super large anal insertions on myself. I I am not that into the fetishization of extreme stretching. I like getting fucked in the ass, but I'm not like trying to get a fist or a giant toy in there. But I really enjoy doing it to other people who do fetishize that stretching and thus I'm very familiar with the training process. Mm. <laughs> and I've, as our listeners know, I've been doing anal since I first had sex, which I was about 16. So how many years is that? That's over 20 years. So, you know, and my, I'm not stretched out at all. Like, I don't experience having a but that's probably why stretched you can do it out so butthole, a big old butthole. So I do, I do have the experience of it going right back to normal. Well, Ethan's not fisting you, right? I mean, no. So that might not. Maybe that's a maybe. I, I, obviously, we have before, but it's not like something uh, we obviously. regularly do. Obvi, yeah, obvi. If she, if she does it a lot and it's a way that she likes to come, it does mean that she's like in a habit of having it trained. You know, right? Dr- drill it to kill it. You gotta, you gotta get that butthole, get its drills in. Yeah. Um, so once you, once you have. Once you have like a finger uh, of the first finger in, you can do the same thing with flexing and relaxing to get the second one. And if you find that it's a little tight and your butthole is not naturally taking it in with flexing and relaxing, instead of pushing it or causing yourself pain or causing a tear, I recommend just rocking. Rocking your hand back and forth, rocking it in circular motions, perhaps while accompanying it with clitoral stimulation or, you know, for people with penises, Simulate that, simulate pleasure, and help yourself relax by either rocking back and forth or ro- rocking in a circular motion until when you try for the second finger and you do the flexing and releasing with the gentle pressure at the opening, your body is ready and pulls it in. Do you have any? Um, I feel like I want to try this now. And um, do you have any recommendations of like what are the best toys to start with, like materials or brands or like what are the best, what's the best, is it the beads? Is it the, you know, the, the, what are, what are they called? The plugs? Dilators? Bud plugs, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay was motioning to her mouth like a pacifier was That's supposed to go That's the word I was looking for. Pacifier. And pacifier. It is like a pacifier It looks like a pacifier for your butt, for your butt yeah. <laughs> You guys are my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you try it. It really is like a pacifier. I'm kind of enrolled in anal sex now. I, I want to hear what, if Eve is too, but well, I want to hear her to answer this question. Welcome first. to my academy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my dojo. Uh, <laughs> so for the toys, a lot of it comes down to personal preference, what you find feels good. I'll say the beads are not as much a training toy as like, a novelty item that can be fun to put in once you're once you're more comfortable. I recommend for training to use either plugs or dilators or your hand. Um, the difference between plugs and dilators 
is going to be hard to explain on a radio show. Plugs are more bulb-shaped, and they come to a narrow uh, place right before the base, which should always be flared so you don't lose things in your asshole. Uh, and mm-hmm. dilators are more uh, are more torpedo-shaped, like a like a little short dildo, and they are thick all the way down until they're flared base. They don't come in. I prefer the dilators because then they're actually actively stretching you as they're in. Uh, a butt plug goes down to the narrow base, and so that's all the stretch that your rectum is getting. Uh, when you have the dilator in, it's getting the full stretch at all times, and you can even just rock your body back and forth on it to get that that rocking motion and open it up. Lots of times, if I know I'm about to have an anal scene with someone who is fucking huge, I will just put my butt plug in while I'm watching Netflix. I put the dilator. I put the dilator in while I'm watching Netflix and I just sort of like rock around on it and like leave it in for a half hour while I'm watching Clone Wars or something and then take it out. And uh, then, you know, I I can move up to the next one after 15 minutes if I want, if I'm really trying to train it to get bigger. But I always stop at the point where it feels like it's going to be painful or might rip something as I'm going up through the sizes of dilators. Dilators are often sold in like a five pack going up to pretty fucking large. And if you get past that and you want to go for more than, uh, you know, a lot of the gay community has some beautiful butt plugs that are just there for people who like it huge. Um, so that's how I feel about toys. Some people love the smooth, cool feeling of glass or stainless steel. Those ones are nice because you can warm them. Uh, I am a junkie for silicone. I really just love the way it feels. It means I can't use silicone lubes uh, because it'll break down the toy, but I tend to I live for the silicone dilators, and if I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable when I'm watching my TV show, I will legitimately pause it, throw a vibrator on my pussy until, like, I come so I can, like, have a nice time and associate it with something good, and then I, like, throw it to the side, grab some popcorn, and put my TV show back on. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is is some real pro tips. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Just the tips, though. And so, so okay, so once you're stretched and, and you're dilated, I, I've heard that people can actually have an orgasm for anal sex. How does that work? Is there, like, a specific angle, or how how does that work for both men? And I think it's different for men as well, right? Men have the prostate, lucky oh, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, for men, an anal orgasm is— uh, easier to achieve more readily available because their prostate is right there a few inches inside their ass it's like the it's like the male g-spot so they can definitely have anal orgasms uh lots of times you can just do it with your fingers it's like it's called prostate milking and you don't touch their penis at all you can just do it by massaging the prostate with your sweet dominatrix gloves on is the prostate up, down, around? Where is it's, that thing? Well, it's um, it's it's uh, very similar to the G spot, and it's sort of like up and to the front. Okay, uh, because if you think about it, that's where the cock and the balls and all the reproductive organs are. So you you lean towards those. Uh, it's a couple inches in, and you'll you'll feel it. So this this bulb like shape. So you you'll definitely if you're in there. With your gloves, you will feel where it is. And do you put your fingers in with the fingertips facing towards the ceiling or towards the floor? Uh, it depends on which way is flipped, doesn't it? Uh, I do the, <laughs> oh. fing- the fingertips facing towards the prostate. So okay. the, the, the soft tips of the fingers can massage that. 
And any doctor examination for a guy, it's like a little bit curved. You don't just go straight up. You kind of like, I don't know, what is this? Like you kind of make a half circle with your fingers, like a little hook hook and go like that. Yeah, because then you'll reach through to it. And in my experience, I have had anal orgasms. And my hypothesis is that it is really uh, just G-spot stimulation through that wall. Because the wall between those two holes is very thin. If you reach your fingers into both, you can basically just rub your fingers together. It's very easy to feel things through that membrane. And so I think that the orgasms that I'm having anally are just due to repeated intense G-spot stimulation. Uh, And then it's blending with that sort of uh, that ache of the stretching that you get from anal. And it's uh, it's really intense. I've always had really great orgasms from anal when I do have them, although they're uh, less frequent and easily attainable than vaginal orgasms for me personally. Everybody is different. It's so true. <laughs> and Susan Bratton was on our show a couple of times, and she said, like, any round spongy tissue is orgasmic tissue. So, yeah, you do hit the G-spot. I think that's how you orgasm, but you also get a lot of pleasure just from, like, the like your your anal sphincter is around um, spongy tissue. Yeah, it's sensitive. So yeah. it's nice to have people do stuff to it. Oh, God, especially licking it. It's just so, I'm like, even if you don't like anal penetration, like, rimming, it just feels so nice. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, who can argue with that? No yeah. one. I just want to know, how exactly did you become an anal sex educator? Like, what was that turning point moment in your life? Oh, man. I've I've been on such a journey. Uh, The first time I had anal sex was actually really terrible. It was super painful. It was with a guy I was dating when I was a teenager, and he had seen a bunch of porn. He really wanted to put it in my butt, and he just sort of shoved it in there with some lube, but it hurt so bad and I hated it. And I, you know, just ran away from him basically. I was like, oh my God, that hurt. I'm never doing that again. It's out of the question. No way. And I, uh, I always didn't understand why women would do it. I'm like, well, guys have a prostate. They can have fun. This is miserable and I hate it. Uh, then finally there was another guy who was kind of bugging me to try it, who I was dating in college. Uh, But he was very, very gentle, and he started just by doing some external stimulation while we were in doggy style, and I guess my ass started to, like, open up a little bit, and he asked if he could try it, if he went slow, and he did, and I had such a good time. It blew my mind. I didn't understand that anal could be so good, and I realized everything I had thought was wrong, and uh, (laughs) more so that that I, I needed to... try to spread the good word, especially because I was already polyamorous. I was already going to sex parties. I was precocious little pain in the ass. I was already doing all this experimentation. So I wanted to sort of spread the gospel of that. So unofficially, I was sort of an anal sex educator for my friends for quite a while. And then I got into porn and it brought everything to a new level. It wasn't just get yourself ready to have sex with your boyfriend who probably has a reasonably sized cock. It was like, okay, now you're going to be hired to go in and have sex with some of the biggest dick guys in the world. And it's not like with your boyfriend where he can get the tip and you can go, oh, I'm not really feeling it tonight. You're there for a paycheck. They booked you for anal. If that's in the title of the DVD, you're 
pretty much going to have to do it or you're going to have to cancel the cancel the shoot and walk home. Well, not walk. Take your car. Should uh, <laughs> <laughs> make you walk home if you don't do anything? No, no uh, but like, it, so it, was, it became this thing where it's like it was my job, so I had to become good at it. I had to have a system for being able to do this, and I got advice from other porn stars. I talked to people I knew who did gay porn. I um, I, I started getting into doing extreme anal to others and more of the fisting and things like that with the knowledge that I had and just sort of became this aficionado. And uh, one day I was working as a rope bottom for a demo class someone was doing, and they said, hey, my friend runs a swing event where I teach rope classes, and you seem like you're really well-spoken and know a lot of things about sexuality. We're looking for more teachers. Do you want to come? And I just went for it. I developed a curriculum with what I thought they needed to know and some student learning objectives. And I got really great feedback. And since then I've been adding courses on oral, on communication, on finding threesomes, uh, just building. Sugar's interested in that course. Yeah, we'll talk. (laughs) I need that right now. Yeah. And so, so where can people find, if people are interested in your workshops, are they only in person or are they online? Where can people find you online? How do they get in touch and be a part of these workshops? Well, if you want to find me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at RileyRayXXX. That's R-I-L-E-Y-R-E-Y-X-X-X. Warning, it is adult content. So you're going to see a lot, not just my educational stuff. Uh, If you (laughs) want to get in touch with me to learn about uh, sort of private uh, or cam sessions where I can sex coach you or teach you, you can contact me through RileyRays at Hotmail.com. You can also sign up for my mailing list there. And coming soon will be... uh, RileyReyes.com, which will have information on my adult work and my education. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon on there. And now it's time, Glitterati, for our guided meditation. Wherever you are, if you're in a comfortable place, if you're driving, don't do this, but listen when you get home. Sit down in a comfortable place still and get in touch with your arse. How can we honor this part of our body? Take a deep inhale in through your nose and blow it out like you're blowing fog on a window. Tune into that part of your body, your asshole, and ask it, what does it have to say to you? Take a deep breath through your nose. And exhale any resistance you have to this conversation about anal sex. What did this part of your body have to tell you? Deep inhale through your nose. And exhale any shame around what you heard. And imagine yourself with your finger pressed up against your asshole. As you're sitting here, just imagine a little pressure on your asshole.
And if you can and you want to use lube or anything, you're welcome to do that um, in this space. Um, maybe a knuckle. We invite you to continue meditating uh, if that's uh, what you wish. And if not, open your eyes. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Sugar. And thank you, Riley, so much for coming on today. I know I definitely learned a lot. And I think a lot of the shame around anal sex and the closed offness, maybe my ass is more open to it now. And um, yeah, I I definitely learned a lot. So, um, and for all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk, the Pleasure Positive Podcast. Did we inspire you to maybe tickle your rim? maybe try anal sex if we did let us know about it you can always hit us up on our instagram at clit talk show and if you love clit talk will you please do us a favor and share it with your friends share this conversation with someone who you think it can make a difference for and we will see you next tuesday pussy 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 if you liked this and are curious about our clit talk curriculum we have a wait list for our upcoming free workshops and our sex and empowerment signature masterclass in 2022 Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.